It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Jessica Rosenthal. This week we spoke with Susie Baumol, a former New Yorker living in Tel Aviv now, who woke up Saturday morning to a country under attack. The sirens across Israel were not new, but a Hamas infiltration of the country was. We spoke to her early in the week. By then, many horrific videos and pictures had been posted, but far more were yet to come. We talked to her about life in Israel, how this attack is different, and how things will never be the same. We often have to cut interviews down for time during the week, but thought you might like to hear this full interview. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Weekday Rundown podcast if you haven't already. Now, here's Susie Baumol on the Fox News Rundown Extra. I don't really think that there was time to even respond in that way of, oh gosh, here we go again. Uh, Normally there's warning we usually are know that things are heating up, that there is a potential situation happening somewhere. Um, and this time there was none of that, unfortunately. And we all kind of woke up to this new reality. Um, and in my opinion, that's really what it is. It feels like it's a completely new reality here today. Yeah, I want you to expand on that. Um, that this feels different, that, that we're in a new, that this sort of changed everything. It did. Um, I, I moved to Israel just under seven years ago. And uh, in that time, I've, I've experienced a few operations. I've been um, in places where I've had to run for shelter. Um, this time, I think not only was it that there was a siren, the siren woke me up in my area. The siren went off at 730 uh, in the morning on Saturday, which was about an hour after this nightmare started. Um, and from that time, I don't there it was it didn't it wasn't you weren't waiting for the next siren. You were. But as the news was unfolding and we were we were understanding the severity of the situation and what was going on. Uh, I think that we were all just trying to process what was happening and it felt like it was impossible to do so. Um, This wasn't, you know, we didn't have a warning from Hamas that there was going to be a siren, that they were going to target Tel Aviv. The South, um, the Southern cities around Gaza usually bear the brunt and they have been this time as well. In terms of sirens, obviously, I'm not even talking about the infiltrations into those towns. But um, in terms of sirens, when it when they tend to target, when the rockets tend to target the center of the country, there is warning in advance. And so there was a lot of unknowns here. And instead of just waiting for sirens, we were concerned about infiltrations. There were rumors flying around about whether there were terrorists that had left the south and were coming to the north or coming to the center to carry out attacks, rumors of Israeli army uniforms being stolen by terrorists so they could show up at people's doors. We were told to not let anybody in unless we knew for sure who it was. It was, um, we were all just trying 
to understand what was happening and trying to figure out how to keep ourselves safe and everybody around us. And in addition, it was a holiday in Israel, and it was a holiday that is a happy holiday. There's a lot of celebration and singing and dancing and trying to figure out how to navigate that together with what was happening. It just, it was unfathomable what was happening here. Incomprehensible. We could not wrap our, I don't, I don't even think today that we can all really wrap our brains around what's happening in this country today. Yeah, Susie, speaking of that, you know, part of the inability to wrap the brain around this is because of, right, the magnitude, the scope, the depth, the fear that, that you know, it wasn't just rockets and sirens like everybody's used to hearing about, but that there were infiltrations. Um, that That is a whole different level of fear. Um, I understand there's a lot of discussion now about how on earth this could have happened. Um, there's a there's a girl on, on Twitter um, she says she's former IDF and she's like, I was stationed at the border when I served. And she's like, if a cockroach came near that border, we knew about it. And so there's like the, the sense of disbelief, like, how, you know, are you, is there, are you angry? Are you shocked? Are you, do you have a lot of questions about how on earth this could have happened? Yeah, I think it's impossible to not have questions about how this happened. Um, the, 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 um, I'm sorry, I can't even, I don't even have the word, the way that this all happened, what happened on Saturday, how it happened, the fact that it was the day after the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War, like wrapping our brains around the how of everything that's going on. And that includes the how did this happen question, I think is something that everybody is asking. But at the same time, I think that there will be plenty of time for questions and plenty of time to try to figure out how this happened, where there was this lack of communication. Uh, and I would venture to say that the majority of people in this country um are right now just trying to figure out how to keep everybody safe. The first phase of what of what this country needed to do was take was make sure that there were no more terrorists inside the country yeah. and then whatever other phases the uh, military and the ministry of defense feels that need to happen i am not a um obviously i am not a military expert uh and am not the person to be able to comment on that in any educated way um but the most important thing was to make sure that the people in the South got the help that they needed. It felt like an eternity before that happened. There are ongoing situations, people missing, hostages that have been taken, um, uh, not hostages, but prisoners that have been taken to and kidnapped and, and taken into Gaza, an unknown number of people that are there, women, children, elderly, babies, soldiers, what their fate is going to be, the fate of the people who are still missing that families can't find their loved ones. And I think that the focus is really on how do we band together and get people the help that they need and how do we secure the borders? How do we secure the country? And I think that people aren't really asking even now how, because right now that's not the most important in my opinion, right now, that's not the most important question to be asking. The most important thing right now is how to keep everybody safe, get people the resources that they need, 
and make sure that the citizens and the people who live here and the people who are visiting here, because there are many visitors at this yeah. in this time of year, are protected. And that has the priority now. This is Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Yeah, I, I wanted to go to be in Jerusalem on Simchat Torah in 2018, and I did it before I had kids. So I, I know that feeling of wanting yeah. to be there for the holidays. Um, just uh, really briefly before I let you go, Susie, you know, you say there will be time to figure all this out. And I'm wondering, you know, when there will be time to figure all that out and, and ask those questions. Because, you know, right now we're seeing like on Reuters, Hezbollah member killed in Israeli bombardment in southern Lebanon. Al-Quds brigades of Palestinian Islamic Jihad claim responsibility for operation at Lebanon-Israel border. This feels like it's possibly expanding, um, which was the fear, right? And I'm just wondering, when you hear those kinds of headlines that there is activity going on at the Lebanon-Israel border in the north, um, I guess, what is your reaction? You know, it's hard to say. I think that we were aware that there was the possibility and that there was the concern that something could happen in the north. It doesn't seem to have expanded yet into what the fear was um, that it could be, that it could turn into. We don't know if it will. Um, I think we all, uh, my, my approach and the way that I need to deal with what's happening for myself is I need to kind of consume information, try to understand what's happening so that I don't overreact or I don't become hysterical. It's not the way that I tend to respond to things. And I think that in order to keep calm, I think we need to just try to understand as best we can um, what's happening around us. There are concerns that things will happen in the North. There is concern about what's happening in the South. There is concern for what will happen in the coming days when the operation expands in whatever way it will expand, we are not privy to that information yet. It has not been made public. And I'm sure that the uh, military is still figuring that out. But I think that at the end of the day, while there may have, while there clearly was a mis missteps and I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing my words carefully because yeah, I, we, we I, we don't know, but, um, at the end of the day, the Israeli army is still one of the strongest militaries in the world. And there is complete confidence that they will accomplish moving like what they need to now. Um, and uh, I want to throw my support behind the Israeli military um, because I do think that they are strong. It, it is a, a strong military, and they have some of the best intelligence and some of the best strategy in the world. And I, I want to believe, and I need to believe um, that, and I do believe that they will. Now that they have the intelligence that they need, that they will respond in the way that it needs to be. And it's very clear from the past situations that I've been in that they do their best to try to protect their citizens to the best of their ability. Um, and let me ask you, let me ask you one more yes. before, cause I could, I could talk to you for a long time, so I don't want yeah. to take up all your time, but when you, I mean, like I was on social media, obviously living on Twitter throughout the weekend, because that's where you could see like some of the, I guess, 
whatever the 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 some of the stuff the, some of the videos and there there were videos and and posts and tweets of people celebrating this and getting and those were getting like tens of thousands of likes and it makes you realize that there are people who really feel super happy about this and they think that you know um you know what they think you know what they think about the the political aspect of this and i just wonder what what do you do with that with knowing that so for me personally um i mean we all know like we said you you said you know what they think right this is what they're saying and what they think and how they those people are responding is not any different than the way they they've responded in the past um I try really hard not to pay too much attention to that. In this situation, in this particular situation, I am angrier when I see that. I kind of shake my head a bit in disbelief that people can't see the difference between what they're saying and what's actually happening on the ground. Um I, I I try really hard not to pay too much attention to it because a I know that I, I think that in order for people to really believe that what is happening is okay and not only okay but is the right thing to do and are things that should be celebrated, these terrible, horrific, barbaric acts that have been carried out over the last few days. For people to really believe that that's okay, there's nothing that anyone is going to say or do that will change their minds. And sometimes it's not, we, we, can, we can talk about what's happening on the ground and we can promote as much as we can the real picture that's happening here and on the ground. Um, and if we can change the minds of some people or if we can get some people to just listen and hear what we're saying and think twice, and that is happening. It's happening a lot. I, that to me is, I want to say a victory, but I use that term very loosely. Yeah. Um, and there are just some people that you're never going to change their minds. And it's I, I, those are the people that I, I don't think that I can... I can personally really pay much attention to because if I do, it's. It, I think it makes this that much more devastating to believe that there are people out there who think that that's what that what is happening on the ground here is okay. Avi was saying that it's like, it's like COVID. It feels like that that, that the streets are empty. Everybody's just hunkered down. Like if you got if you got called up then you, you, you know, you either got called up or you're sort of hunkered down. Is that the vibe? Like, what's the feeling? So I, you know, it's almost hard to remember. I was speaking with a friend today about it, trying to remember those first days and weeks and couple of months of COVID and what it was like. It feels like it was a lifetime ago, right? Lives have basically gone back to normal for most of us since COVID. You, you know, it, the, listen, the streets are deserted um, here. A lot of businesses aren't open there are restrictions in place and um, recommendations from our home front command saying that you can't gather more than 10 people outdoors or more than 50 people indoors. Um, and I think because of the uncertainty of the situation, people are just sort of staying close to where they know and what's familiar in case there's a siren, in case you have to be at a shelter. We're not sheltering in place. We're not hunkering down. We're not 
not allowed to go outside. I think people are just making the choice to do what feels right for them. Some people are comfortable being out and about. Some people want to be closer to what is familiar or what they know. Um, you know, grocery stores are open. Pharmacies are open. Those those businesses are open. Restaurants less so. There are some takeout places that are open, but since you can't gather, so they can't have 50 people inside. I mean, 10 people outside or 50 people inside. So I guess that in that respect, there is some of that, but I don't actually think that it, to me, it doesn't feel like COVID. To me, it feels more like what happens at the beginning of an operation, um, a military operation in Israel when People are just being careful. Um, but okay. I will say one one thing. I'm I'm, in, I'm always I'm happy to answer any more questions you have. But I will I do want to mention that one of the things that's the most amazing to me um, is the spirit of people here. The way people mobilize to help each other. The number of WhatsApp groups I'm in uh, in that are talking about initiatives. People gathering supplies and driving things down to the south or to to either the residents who need um who need uh food or any other support or resources or to the bases to the military um the number of people offering to drive down to the south the people who are just driving um people who are signing up who are who are drafting to back and forth to their bases the, the the spirit in this country at times like this is in many ways for me personally what makes this country such a special place. Um, and I passed through Dizengoff Square um, yesterday where they had set up a huge sort of collection station to collect all of these materials to bring it down to the bases. And just a couple of weeks ago, you know, this it's been a hard year for this country. And just a couple of weeks ago, that very spot was the spot of a lot of contention and a lot of division and some terrible, terrible things, in my opinion, happened there. I, I'm not talking about where anyone sits in terms of their opinions about what's happening in this country. Um, but it was not a pretty sight a couple of weeks ago. And to see all of that sort of erased and people from all walks of life and all sides of the like that that sit on all sides of the spectrum and all ends of the spectrum coming together and doing what needed to get done to support each other to me was these are the moments for me that give me hope here and i think it's really important to keep that in mind that the people who live here no matter what happens here this is a terrible I don't think that we'll even understand the impact of what's happened here in these last few days and what will happen in the next couple of weeks or month or however much longer this lasts. I don't think we will. I think it will take a very long time to understand the impact that that has on the country um, and on all of us personally. Um, but I would say that the spirit of people here is intact and will and I, I don't have any doubt that um, we will prevail and hopefully we will be stronger and a less divided country than we have been in the last year and re refocus on what's important here. Mm -hmm. Amen. That last part. Yeah. Susie, um, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much.
All right. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.